0: Hi, this is Joel Blackstock with the Taproot Therapy Collective podcast, and today we're going to talk about corporate tech monopolies ruining therapy. So last weekend, um, BetterHelp, which is an online subscription therapy company, settled with the Federal Trade Commission for almost $8 million in fines, which will be returned to consumers for selling uh, therapy patients data that is confidential. Um and they sold the data to Facebook and Snapchat. and This isn't justice, so please hold your applause there. And this company whose um, name really is the word better and the word help smushed together with no space between them, um, has had issues before. Uh, So BetterHelp, uh, if you do a quick Google search, if you say maybe like BetterHelp Reddit, you will see uh, a lot of reviews um, of people who have had a negative experience with the company. Um, They also um, faced a controversy last year where YouTube influencers that a lot of like uh, Gen Z uh, children and young adults watch were paid uh, without disclosing it to vlog about uh, conditions that they had and the allegation was that the conditions, the mental health conditions that they were, uh, the influencers were saying that they had were um, made up or exaggerated. And they claimed that BetterHelp had treated the conditions. And a lot of uh, YouTube influencers talked about it. And, you know, children look up to that community. So it's kind of an abuse of power there. Maybe it's a little shady marketing, but it's not illegal. Um, whereas this new thing is not getting the attention that i think it needs to get because it's not just illegal it's it's a huge deal um if i had done this as a therapist if any one therapist did this there would be giant consequences that when a company that makes millions of dollars did this to millions of patients nothing happened nothing happened to them so You know, one of the allegations uh, that has gone on for a really long time with BetterHelp is that they say that they're going to charge you for one session, but it's really hidden in the fine print that it's a subscription and that it's $320 a month. Um, A lot of people have complained that there are repeated no-shows where the therapist doesn't show up, which happens. I mean, it may happen to you at Taproot, um, but it seems to be a big problem and that they charge you anyway, even though the therapist cancels the session. Um, or that they give you paperwork that takes up the whole hour so you never even really get to meet with a the therapist. Um, those are some complaints that are around. I mean, you may encounter that at any big company. But this thing about um, selling data to Facebook is unprecedented for a couple reasons, and I, I just think people should know about it because it's a big deal. Um, you know, this sale of data, um, you know, the FTT is saying that they have to give this money back to people that was ill-gotten that's not a punishment okay like these companies have fines baked in to their business structure where they make more money breaking the law than they have to pay back when they get caught so it's not a punishment it does it's not a deterrent um you know there's no their risk tolerance this is all factored into it and unless you start to have real consequences for these companies then we're going to turn this profession into something that people stay away from because they are afraid and people need mental health care people kill themselves people get addicted to opiates fentanyl is rising like we need to be making health care something that people trust and these companies are making health care something that people are afraid of as as a as a matter of uh you know just perception um i mean the perception is real there but Um, you know, people aren't just going to distrust this one company. They're going to read these things and they're going to see what happens and they're not going to go to therapy at all. And that's a, that's a pretty big consequence. So, you know, when you go to therapy, there's more than just this expectation that what you talk about will be private, you know, HIPAA laws, the healthcare protection laws mean that, you know, your therapist, if they knowingly disclose information about you, they're breaking the law or anything that you say, you know, there's a couple of exceptions to that. If you're suicidal or homicidal actively, or if you're making or accessing child pornography, you know, we're mandated reporters of that. But other than that, I mean, that relationship is sacrosanct. And, you know, if one therapist had done this, they would be civilly liable to be sued. They would lose their license, probably if they did it intentionally or repeatedly. And they would be kicked out of an insurance panel. And this company had none of those things happen. It was just like, okay, yeah, you, know, you took some money. So what do you give a little bit of it back? You know, if I rob a bank, and then you tell me, yeah, just give the money back to the bank, but we're not going to do anything else. What does that teach me? So, you know, and then the thing that is beyond the pale to me is that after they did this, they released a statement saying we didn't do anything wrong, which tells you what they are going to continue to do. Okay. You know, better help removed all of the links that I put on their news articles because they don't want to be associated with their own behavior. I tagged them in a couple articles. Um, just the articles that were saying this th- their own press release they were saying this this happened well they didn't want that on their social media because they don't want to be associated with their own behavior. Um, and that's strange because they released a statement that said this settlement which is no admission of wrongdoing allows us to continue to focus on our mission. That's why we settled with the FTC. They didn't do anything wrong and that's a that's either a really weird way to misspell I'm sorry. Or they don't think they did anything wrong. And they're telling you that. And it's not just this one company. I mean, the reason that I wanted to put this out there is because people need to understand how grave of a risk this is to the profession. Um, You know, like, I know therapists that work for BetterHelp that are good people. And they're good therapists. And it's not their fault. They're not in control of these things. Ethical employment is a luxury, okay? Like, I've social workers and, and LPCs, like, don't make a ton of money. And if you have to pick between working from somebody that's for somebody who's kind of icky and paying your mortgage or feeding your kids, you're going to work for somebody who's kind of icky. I would do it, too. Um, so it's not that people who work for better help are bad. That's not the point. That's that if these things are allowed to happen as precedent, then this industry is something that people will no longer trust and no longer use. And they shouldn't. Right. I mean, one of the things that BetterHelp said in their statement was that, you know, they didn't disclose anything that was identifiable or anything that wasn't encrypted to Facebook. All right. Well, one of the things that they released purportedly is email addresses. My email address is Joel Blackstock at GetTherapyBirmingham.com. That's pretty identifiable. If you see that, you you know who I am and where I work. I mean most people's email address is public because it's an email address and we want to get email if it's not, if nobody knows what it is then they can't email you, you know. Um and so another thing that they did when they released all of this stuff is, you know, they took the intake question that said have you ever been in therapy before? Which is you're going to get a history if you go to see a therapist, the therapist wants to know if you're going to be in therapy before. That's part of an intake question. And they're like, "Well, that doesn't count because that was just part of the app that you could use for self-help but that you later use for therapy, it was an intake question on there, so it's not really part of your therapy with your therapist. You know, what the hell? If I took pictures of the people in my waiting room or, I, you know, I had a live stream of people walking into therapy and was like, well, you don't know what happened in the room, so you don't know that they're getting therapy. I mean, it, anyone can make the connection that somebody who's, who is saying, who's going to a therapy app to get therapy is wanting to get therapy. And also when you're, you're asking them within a healthcare setting, have you been in therapy before? Which is privileged information. You didn't ask them, you know, on the street. You asked them the, in the context of trying to pair them with a therapist and get a history. So that that is healthcare information. Which this company is saying isn't. Which should really make you afraid of these apps. It's not just BetterHelp. You know, a lot of these companies do the same thing. Consumer Reports had a really good article where they, and they did a study. They actually did some reporting where they, looked at what these companies' apps, and they did six different companies where they were sending data to, and they're all sending data to Facebook, okay? So, and, and Facebook, in my mind, bears some responsibility. There's lo- there's, there are laws that should be in place. I mean, the law says, you know, that they're better help, the responsibility is on them to keep this stuff private, but you know what you're buying, like they they understood the data that they were buying. Like so, this is from the FTC's complaint. This is from the actual document. They said that there was a question called "Have you ever been in counseling or therapy before?" And the analyst revealed to Facebook um, that this event meant that the user completes the questionnaire, marking that they have been in therapy before. Um, the therapy, thereby disclosing millions of visitors and users prior therapy to Facebook. Okay. So it's BetterHelp's fault because they're the healthcare provider, but Facebook knows that they're buying a medical history, right? If you fence stolen goods, if you know you're like buying stolen goods, then I think you have some ethical responsibility there too, and no one's talking about that. Um, and then after they did that, BetterHelp released a statement saying we didn't do anything wrong. There's even like a little uh, part at the end where they're like, we understand that the FTC is trying to create a new precedent. It's like, this isn't anything to do with the Federal Trade Commission. You broke the law and you had to give back some of the money. This should be the Justice Department, in my opinion. So, I mean, I think that these corporate monopolies are have the potential to ruin therapy because they're going to get so big that you have to use them. The parent company of BetterHelp is Teledoc. And if the brand gets toxic, I mean, even if CNN and Fox News deign to care about all this potentially or allegedly criminal stuff and report it, the brand could just get so toxic that they dissolve it and then they continue to do the same service under a different name or under Teladoc. And a lot of insurance companies are starting to require therapists to use Teladoc. I want to use simple practice because I know what they do with their data. And I know the history of that company. And when we put my company together, when we put our collective together, we looked at that because we cared about the people who came to see us and if you don't if you don't give the providers a choice then they have to use these services because people have insurance and they're required to use TeleDoc I don't know what TeleDoc does with the data I'm not accusing them of anything even though BetterHelp is they own it you know so they're kind of responsible for that but I don't want to say anything that's going to get me in legal trouble but I don't want to use that company and if the insurance company tells me that I have to do it, I have the choice of not taking insurance or using their their software. And I think that those monopolies are bad. And I want the consumer to know about it and I want the providers to know about it. And companies like this make more money breaking the law than they have to pay back when they get caught. That is a bad precedent. You know, if you send executives who do this to jail, they will stop because... They don't want to go to jail if there's personal liability when you break the law. And the thing that makes me frustrated is there would be personal liability if it was me. If I did this, somebody wouldn't say, okay, just refund some copays." I would get kicked out of a Blue Cross panel. A lot of things would happen. So I think it is our responsibility to hold these companies accountable. And that doesn't mean that all the people who work there are bad. And that doesn't mean that, you know, there's, it doesn't mean that, um, you have to like go out and blast them on Facebook. I don't really think that's effective, but it just means that you have to recognize that this is a big deal and be vocal about who you use as a provider because when the healthcare is under the control of a monopoly, then everyone who's providing or receiving healthcare doesn't have a choice anymore. And these corporate tech monopolies scare me as a therapist. So I, I've been very careful to limit my own liability and like what I'm saying because I, I, a lot of these things are alleged or, you know, I wasn't the one who has the data. I'm, I'm reading the news too and trusting that to be true. So, you know, I have every reason to believe that this is what I'm saying is right. But, you know, there's a margin of error and that you know, I don't have all the information. You know, I don't have the data that they sent um, to Facebook. But, you know, at Taproot, we receive a high quality of um Or we try and provide a high quality of privacy for you. And we also personalize every referral that we get. I mean, we want to take care of you. We don't want you to just come here. We want you to get therapy, even if it's not with us. And we recognize that we're not the best provider for every person. And so even though we have a month wait list a lot of the time, or a couple-month wait list, we return every call, even when we're full. And we try and get you with somebody who's accepting patients, which means we have a short list of people who are accepting patients. And sometimes when the industry is underwater, that's really hard. And we still do it because I have a higher loyalty to the ethics of this profession. And I I would like for those to be legally enforced. But if our legislators are failing to do that, then I will still do it. Um, But I think that you shouldn't have the choice. I don't think that you should just have to obey the ethics because you decided to. I think that you should have to obey the ethics because if you don't, You broke the law and there's a consequence that did not happen here. This is Joel. If you have a question, um, please send me an email and check out our website, gettherapybirmingham.com.